I truly believe you people come into your life for a reason. Uh, it's either to you know give you a lesson or ongoing lessons. This is the playbook. This is Dave Meltzer with the playbook. I'm here in Las Vegas at the Win Hotel in the lobby at the Blue Wire Studios, the best podcast studios on the planet. Speaking of the best on the planet, I have a special guest, my friend Rick Mirza. He's the CEO of Top Dot Solar, and as everybody knows, the solar space Rick is growing so fast. You're not the only one with great success, but you are the top of the top dot of solar. Why do you think you've had such exponential success above and beyond what a lot of people are experiencing solar? I would say, David, uh, you know, the biggest key ingredient to our success is just the consistency part. And, you know, you do this so well, is just staying consistent to our roots, our values and principles. Uh, the ones that we put together when we started the company, the ones that we adjusted once COVID happened. And all that really was a blessing in, in, in disguise. Staying consistent with our marketing, staying consistent with our, you know, onboarding, hiring and then training, therefore, really made it so the top tier talent that we bought on board, they stayed, right? Retention has been our biggest thing so far that I think I'm proud of. And, you know, beyond retention is recruitment. And there is a heavy shortage, especially in solar sales and solar installation of finding top notch, top dot solar installers mm -hmm. and salespeople. Um, you've been able to attract incredible talent in the space. And that talent has uh, contributed to the exponential success what are some of the things that you're doing differently to attract such great talent? Uh, showing more of the lifestyle and the you know, perks, if you will, right? It's not that difficult for young men and women nowadays to go out and get a side hustle, get a, a side job, if you will, or just make money from their phone. Uh, so to tell them to come out and knock doors with us and speak to prospective homeowners, you know, during the day, during the evening, et cetera, those are long hours, it's a lot of work. So showing them the lifestyle that comes with that work ethic is really what's helped us sell beyond, say, you know, other competitors. And you talked about knocking on doors. Mm -hmm. Very few people today in any industry, any career, any job, knock on doors, mm -hmm. especially considering uh, COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys actually knock on doors. Yeah, every day. And how significant is that face-to-face -face interaction, even with COVID, comparatively to other solar companies that are strictly marketing digitally? So the first interaction, the, you know, the first touch is the most important. And for us, it, the most successful interaction has been the one that's face-to-face. -face. You're speaking to somebody at their doorstep. You're giving them information live in person. They're able to evaluate the information as well as you and say whether they trust you or don't trust you. Over the phone, over the internet, over a Zoom call, et cetera, we saw that that first touch wasn't as successful. Um, so getting the customer with the canvasser, the door-to-door -door salespeople, and that touch initially, after that, we've seen everything go digital. So uh, the closing uh, documents, uh, signatures, et cetera, everything from that point all the way to permanent installation, we let them know digitally. There doesn't have to be an in-person body. And one of the things that I love about solar, I love a sale where the only thing that stands in your way and the sale itself is your ability to articulate the value of what you're selling to exceed what you're asking for. And that is why the solar business and the solar industry is exploding, is that it's just one of those industries where the quantitative value of solar is so high, and the only thing that's stopping you is to recruit the best people and retain the best people that have a capability, like you do, Rick, by the way, of articulating this quantitative value to exceed 
what they're asking for, which can get convoluted and, and complex when you're purchasing or leasing comparative analysis of the electric bill compared to usage and times. Mm -hmm. uh, but in the end, if you're well-trained to articulate the quantitative value to exceed what you're asking for, you're going to be extremely successful. How have you been able to teach people that gift? Keeping it very simple. Um, and that's not just from solar going back to, uh, you know, when I was in finance and, and, and other parts of sales, uh, keeping the training, the execution of that training, and then while you're in the field with them. So for solar, when we're training them in the field, keeping our process very simple. We want to sell the, uh, the product first. Uh, we want to sell the company second, and then we sell the service that comes along with purchasing from the company and that product. So uh, we're not the only solar company in the world, right? We're not uh, making our, our own exclusive manufactured panels or anything. So it really stands out with keeping it very one, two, three, ABC with the customer at the door. Because like you said, it's very easy to get a little bit of information and throw it up in the air and gets very confusing. But we keep it, hey, it's good for your home, it's good for your wallet, and it's good for the environment. Uh, there is really no con for a homeowner to you know, go solar. And one of the most exciting things about solar is a lesson that I learned. I was blessed to have a mentor, Dr. Jacobs, who was CEO of Qualcomm when I was CEO of Samsung's phone division. And both of us being in San Diego and uh, was blessed that he knew my family, that he took me under his wings. And he told me something that I'll never forget that I think is so applicable to what you do. We were walking through Qualcomm, uh, their campus, and he said, Dave, do you know what business I'm in? I said, yeah, the CDMA, dual chip CDMA business, extraordinary business. You're going to be a billionaire someday. He said, no, I own the customer. And when you own the customer, you can sell the customer whatever it is that you want. And that's what we do at Qualcomm. Mm -hmm. We own the customer. And I see the way that you're building top, top, so, top dot solar. And it seems to me that your strategy is through effective communication to own the customer. So someday when Dave Meltzer invents the garbage converter that then sends electricity to a home battery, mm -hmm. that top dot will be selling his uh, energy converting trash machine into the, the battery as well. Yeah. Uh, do you see your business? Are you a long-term uh, thinker? Or are you just going to be a, a solar installer uh, and no, salesperson. No, great question. Uh, when we, when I got started with Top Dot Solar, I had the option to either give, you know, my time and energy between two projects, uh, two different businesses, or just one business. And I chose the one business, the solar only, because I saw the exponential growth, not just what we were going through back then, are experiencing currently, and what's to come. Right? We were talking earlier about the market cap of just utilizing the publicly traded companies in the energy space right now, and it is nothing compared to what it's going to be in the next 15, 20, 30 years. So our goal is to be as vertically integrated as possible, make sure that we bring on board the best people, keep them the best by giving them the best tools and resources and training, and uh, to the moon from there. So, And what about the integration of technology? Because you are people-centric, you are people-talent-centric, but there's also the efficiencies, like you said, in the digital side of what you do to implement and execute. But in the end, you have human beings installing it, mm -hmm. human beings selling it. Mm -hmm. How does AI, uh, since this is a future-driven company, play an important role in what you're doing? 
Well, customer feedback would be number one. Uh, we, you know, door-to-door sales before we had everything in the palm of our hands with an iPhone, et cetera, the customer would have to call you and tell you there's a problem with what you sold them and you would have to send somebody out and resolve that problem, et cetera. We no longer have that issue. If there's a piece of a panel or a panel out of your 20, 30 panels that's not working or an inverter that's not working, whatever it may be, the manufacturer and we automatically know in real time that there's an issue. So more than likely, the customer doesn't know something is wrong until after we've emailed them or reached out to them and said, this is what happened, we're gonna send a service technician out there and take care of it for you. So that one, one aspect has really sped up the customer response time. Second, as far as technology, is gonna be being able to train our people worldwide. So we are no longer just coming to the office and train here, please. Um, you know, Zoom really changed everything, and then you know, COVID really changed everything with Zoom. So bought that culture into the fabric of our company for long term, I think. And to that training methodology is your situational knowledge, which, you know, you and I share two superpowers, uh, two great business assets. One would be the situational knowledge and experience and the applicability of the skills, knowledge into uh, a company like you've been able to do with Top Dot Solar. But more importantly, we also hold extraordinary relationship capital. Uh, I always say to my wife, I will never starve because I'm one degree of separation from anyone. Mm -hmm. And I'm blessed to have built that over 35 years. And I look at your career and who you are and the people that know you, and very seldom do I see someone that has such extraordinary relationship capital. In fact, I've heard you say several different times, right? Your network is your net worth. Absolutely. And so how important is that relationship capital? And is that something, one, that you can transcend to your companies or two, teach others to build? Uh, the goal is to, of course, uh, teach it, pass it on, right? That's my lifelong goal is that if you come across knowledge or something that is of benefit, could be benefit to somebody, uh, the, the, your duty is to share it with as many people as possible. As far as the company goes, you know, my business is everything to me. So I am my business, my business is me. It's just, uh, you know, an extension of what I do in my life that I've now turned into a business. Um, and as far as, you know, the relationship capital goes, take away anything and everything from everybody. Take away cars, clothes, house, food, et cetera. Uh, and leave them with nothing, um, all they have left is themselves and how they've treated others, the people they've come across. And, and, you know, David, people love you. You know, you come across you, they have a smile automatically on their face, they're reaching out to take a, a you know, picture with you, shake your hand. It's because of how you are with everybody, regardless of how they may be with you. So for me, it's really important, uh, really, really important. When I'm gone, uh, long after I'm gone, I want people to look back and be able to say positive things about me. I want them to say, I, I miss Rick. I, I liked when Rick was around. His energy was contagious. So that is really what I want to transcend into not just our people, but our companies to come. You know, being a business coach to so many people, COVID, you know, really pressed me to understand how I could get alignment for people and I came up with my own mantras my own strategies for COVID of mindset heart set and handset and alignment synergistic supplementary to the industry's careers and jobs of what's doing well what's stable and what you think will do well you also have you know a, a great strategy uh, that has helped your company grow exponentially through COVID um, what are some of those things that you teach uh, that have allowed not only you, but your company and your employees to thrive during COVID? Consistency. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's been the one core factor is uh, a lot of times, not just in sales, but in any other business, you see people stop doing the things that used to work for them. Uh, the things that made you successful and made you, uh, you know, who you are, you start to get a little bit lazy. So our core thing for 
Um, I mean, our group has always been stay consistent, guys and girls, right? Uh, if you're hitting X amount of doors in a day, your goal should be to, in the next quarter, hit that many more. It shouldn't be a backwards trend. Uh, in our business, we deal with weather delays. So if it's raining or snowing or whatever it may be outside, if it's not safe for us to go out and weather doesn't permit, we lose that day. So um, staying consistent on making sure that making up on days, working the weekends, working the extra hours. Uh, nobody in our company is considered not a salesperson. We tell them, you are a walking, talking company representation. So um, on our way here today, you know, we were telling people everything that we could possibly about the benefits of going solar. So um, staying consistent to the true you know, nature of uh, who we are at our company, which is uh, you know, information givers, we're educators. And when you have that being more interested than interesting type of philosophy, uh, because there's an extraordinary amount of opportunity, uh, people get overwhelmed, they get burned out. Mm -hmm. Now, my philosophy of being overwhelmed is say thank you, you're blessed. That means that you're living in the world of more than enough, mm -hmm. and your problem isn't being overwhelmed. Your problem is prioritization, prioritization being the antidote to procrastination and being overwhelmed. Um, but it doesn't stop people from being burned out. Mm -hmm. Even if they feel blessed to be overwhelmed, the go-getters of the world uh, sometimes overdo it uh, because they see extraordinary opportunity and they just want it. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you help people, one, not feel overwhelmed, but two, reduce burnout? Because obviously you have such great retention of your employees, you're not allowing them to burn out either. Correct, yeah. Not allowing is a key part, right? So we don't leave it up to an option of, you know, they've been here 10 days straight, no one day off, no Sunday, no nothing. Uh, if you're getting on the roof uh, and you're working six, seven, eight hours a day, you know, we need, we need you to have that break in between. But as far as, uh, you know, our non-labor workforce goes, it, it's our way of getting them to have that work-life harmony uh, rather than balance is being able to show them that the culture that the company has. So we have a lot of our office time is not really office time. It's more of um, you know, being able to educate, being able to build with uh, you know, one another, uh, get to know one another so we can build together. And you also have some philanthropic uh, focuses as well, mm -hmm. right? I always say you can do well and do good. And you know, giving back is a component that's a requirement of everything that I do. And I look for uh, entrepreneurs like you that see a bigger picture of not just making a lot of money, but helping a lot of people. And as we stated, having a lot of fun. For you, what are some of the things that you're focused in on in helping our community? Uh, right now, it's more, uh, more than ever, it's been employment, right? So after COVID, I saw the sheer number of people that were filing unemployment, claiming unemployment, et cetera. I wanted to give the opportunity that we've come across that topped out with as many people as possible. Past that local community, we, we are getting big on being able to do something that is a not-for-profit giveaway for families that are losing power um, without you know, any help from anybody, because PG&E don't pay. There's nothing other than cutting them off, cutting your bill off, cutting your power off. So supporting those families in need, especially with you know, the weather getting the way that it is now, that you know, even if PG&E does have power, if you don't have a battery, you're sitting in there with no lights and heat. So uh, places like uh, you know, East and West Oakland, et cetera, there, there's a lot of, lot of uh, you know, just not very well-off families that have those resources that you know, other areas may have. So um, on a local level, that's what I'm really looking forward to. I love that. And, you know, with great growth and great success come great challenges as well. And a lot of times uh, we outgrow ourselves and we end up diminishing our capacity or even dissolving companies because we can't handle the amount of growth. And the reason we can't handle it usually is either talent resource or uh, capitalization. Mm -hmm. And you have seen and have an equity background as an investor yourself and as an entrepreneur. How important is your capital partners in having 
the resources that you do to give you the confidence and the commitment and consistency to the growth that you plan to have over the next decade? I would say the people part is more important than the capital. Um, I believe that if you really want to do something and then you, you know, idea as brilliant as you think it may be, then you'll be able to make it work without money to some extent. But the people part, you can't create people out of thin air and the resources and people, uh, the education that they bring with them, right? So um, I, I truly believe you people come into your life for a reason. Uh, it's either to you know, give you a lesson or ongoing lessons. And, um, you know, the people part for me is, I think, what's going to be and has been the most important. So, you know, next last 10 years and next coming 10 years. And last question. If the people are the most important asset that we have, then the most important thing that we can do with those people is two things. One, motivate them mm-hmm. uh, because they're human. They don't have coherence in their life. They forget to do stuff and they don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to motivate them to get up, get back up, get started, get back started. Uh, but to have a successful company, we need to have a collective consciousness of inspiration, some sort of hope or faith. doesn't have to be religious in context, especially in a corporate setting where we all have to have some sort of hope and faith of doing and being our best selves. Uh, for you, what are some of the things that you do, number one, to motivate uh, your employees and two, to keep them inspired with faith and hope? I'll start with inspired. So inspired is we have different progressions that a salesperson or other you know departments, people in those departments can get to the next level. Um, you know that comes with pay raises, et cetera, so on and so forth. But more specifically, uh, rather than just tell them that these are things they can do to get there, we have really catered out or mapped out a way for them to be able to get there and show them how we can help them get there. So it's not if you hit these metrics, you make these many calls, hit these many doors. And you make this much money for us, and yeah, you get a promotion. It's more so let us go out there on the doors with you. Let us sit in on this training. Uh, rather than just you watch something, I will sit with you and show you how these calls are done. So um, that part really, for me, is, is exciting. And um, you know, I just know it works because I see it in the eyes of people when I'm sitting there versus when we've had people in a training before, and it's just manual after manual. You know, the retention really isn't there of that knowledge. Well, Rick, you are the top dog at top dot solar and there's a great reason for it because you are a man who has control of his mindset heart set and his hand set inspiring others to inspire others to make a lot of money help a lot of people and have a lot of fun i think anything that you would touch as a top dog would excel but i'm glad that you are running this organization because uh, not only does the business have an importance of employing people but you're educating, inspiring, and motivating those people in such a way that you're going to have a huge impact over your career uh, and the abundance will follow you, I'm sure. 